G'day and welcome to Property, Australia's favourite obsession. My name's Jeremy Cownan and today I'll continue to reveal my formula for real estate profits. See, I love property as an asset class because it has very clear and definable price drivers. And when we can define and identify these drivers, we can determine the why, the where and the how of investing. See, my definable five drivers and the way in which they manifest into price movements via the concept of the effortless advantage provide investors with the opportunity to create a plan of attack, their very own personal investment plan. And when an investment methodology is definable and repeatable, then you no longer have to make emotional choices, but rather logical, rational and calculated investment decisions can be taken. See, real estate is a very emotional asset, and we all have an undeniable attachment to it. Our entire lives revolve around property, so to have an understanding of our five drivers of technology, population, infrastructure, government and credit provides enormous value to investors. It does amaze me, though, that once these drivers are revealed, many investors acknowledge how logical they are, but dismiss them as being too basic or not providing enough value. But I can assure you that once you internalize these drivers, you'll realize that they are the foundation of our entire economy. They are baked into our economic DNA and provide the basis of all our investment decisions. See, these drivers are all around us, continually working together, driving our economic output because land acts differently to other factors of production. And once we can understand this, then we can appreciate how the boom-bust cycle of real estate must continually manifest. But before we can get onto that, we need to stop and consider the role that government has on the desirability and hence pricing of property. See, there's many ways that the government can impact real estate prices, and I'll break these down individually. But first and foremost is the idea of ownership rights. See, it's important to remember that in times go by, the security of your ownership was enforced by the sword. The ruler, be it a king, a warlord, or chief of your tribe, would protect the land that you owned, in adverted commas. There was no enforceable common law as we know it, no courts or legal system like we benefit from today. But still, the ruler protected the land that you controlled and worked. And although it wasn't a government-granted license, in the sense of what property owners receive today in the form of a title, it was in essence the same thing the most powerful ruler supporting your right to occupy and control a plot of land. This is an important concept because throughout history, access to land is of the utmost importance. Without access, food cannot be produced, goods can't be manufactured, and services can't be rendered. All economic activities, regardless of the age in which they were delivered, all have one thing in common. You need access to land to deliver them. And when a ruler supports and allows you exclusive access to land, this enables you to confidently invest in your future productivity. And whether that means investing in infrastructure via building fences or workshops or improving the roads to access your land, or it could mean investing in technology to ensure the improvement of your output without the security of knowing that you'll have continued exclusive access and control over your land, you'll be reluctant to invest in the other drivers to ensure you can leverage and increase your productivity and hence profitability. As an example of this, if I were to offer you the right to purchase one of two properties and you had to choose, and in all other ways these lands were absolutely identical, the ownership of the first property was in dispute and there was no guarantee that should you purchase this property, you'd be able to retain control and ownership of it. 
the alternative property is being sold with a free unencumbered title. There's no dispute and it's clear as to the rights of the ownership would pass to you in perpetuity. Which plot of land would you choose? Clearly the one where you obtain clear title and ownership without dispute. Why? Because you can hold that land in perpetuity, continuing to derive profit over time. And remember, land is priced upon the future capitalization of its profitability. So the more secure the title or ownership of a piece of land, the further you can capitalize the profitability into the future. The rights of property ownership that our government bestow on landowners is so entwined in our modern economy that it's often forgotten or at best taken for granted. Yet the value that's derived from such licenses is absolutely enormous. In Australia, when we think of the rights to a plot of land, we think about the rights to build a structure upon it or grow produce on it. But there are many, many more government licenses that grant the owners huge sums of money. See, any time the government issues a right or a license that excludes those that do not hold this right or license from undertaking certain activities, vast profits will be delivered to those who hold the rights to undertake these activities. And I'm thinking about such things as fishing quotas or to operate an airport or a taxi license, toll roads, casino licenses and things that we take for granted like patents, copyright, and royalties. See, all these things place the owner in a privileged position with rights that others cannot replicate. And remember, these rights or licenses are priced upon the capitalization of their future profitability. Understanding this concept ensures that you will never again take for granted the right that your title or license bestows on you thanks to the government. But there's other ways that the government can influence the price of land. When you purchase a plot of land, it comes with certain rights and restrictions in the form of zoning. See, some zones will allow low-level and low-density residential buildings and other multi-storey, high-density apartments will be able to be constructed. There are different zones for commercial, industrial, agricultural, office, and all sorts of rights and restrictions within these differing subsections for these zones. And all these zones are created and enforced by government. But remember, these zones will have an enormous impact on the value of the differing pieces of real estate, because identical locations with differing zones will not be priced the same. So if again, I were to offer you the choice of two entirely identical pieces of land, but on one, you could build a 10-storey apartment block and the other, only a tiny one-bedroom house. Which would you choose? You would, of course, choose the block that allows you to construct an apartment block. And why? Because you could create more value by building more lettable apartments. See, more apartments equals more rent, and more rent equals more profit, and the price is derived by the future capitalization of this higher profit. This is often a key strategy for many developers who will purchase land with less favourable zoning rights. Such lands will be priced in accordance with their less favourable zoning rules and then of course the developer will get the zoning change to a more favourable zoning and hence now the value of the property will be priced upon the more favourable zoning. A great example of this is when developers purchase farming land and then have the zoning change to residential, allowing them to cut up the fields into a new housing estate. Never underestimate the value that government bestows on certain owners by the zoning of their lands. Another way that governments influence the price of property is via taxation and stimulation. All rules are not created equal, and this is especially true when it comes to taxation. Now, I'm not going to go too far into this topic here, other than to say that like zoning, government policy with regards to taxation and stimulation has a huge effect on the behaviour of investors. 
See, property is concessionally taxed in Australia, and this is a deliberate government policy to ensure that prices stay elevated. Property holds a very special place in Australian culture. The family home is exempt from taxation. Investors can qualify to have the capital gains tax discounted, as well as qualify for many deductions and write-off. See, we are obsessed with property in Australia, and our taxation rules reflect our obsession with property. Developers and investor advocates have huge lobbying powers, trying to ensure that the rules and regulations fall in their power. See, the role the government plays in how real estate in price cannot be underestimated. And when we operate in an economic system that not just allows, but ensures that property is priced upon the capitalization of its future profitability, that is the effortless advantage, then the more confident we are in the rights of ownership, the more willing we will be to bid up the price of that property. Should we be unsure about the property ownership rights, then this, of course, will affect how much someone is willing to pay. And in Australia, ownership rights are issued and enforced by the government and backed by a court of law. And this process creates huge value for owners of the rights, whether those rights be to operate a casino, the rights to fish wild bluefin tuna, or of course, owners of property, because property rights are the biggest of them all. And remember that further value was created when the government fortunately bestows on your land favourable zoning rights. By definition, when such rights are given to certain real estate owners, other owners will have less favourable zoning rights. Remember our example of the developer purchasing farmland and changing the zoning to residential, allowing them to carve the fields up into a housing estate? The five drivers are baked into the DNA of our economy, and the role of government cannot be underestimated. For it's government that helps ensure the value of real estate, and it's just another reason why property is such a great investment. Now, I'll be back next week with part six of my formula for real estate profits where together we'll consider the role of credit because it's credit that really puts the boom into property prices. Without credit, prices could be nowhere near as high as they are. But let's wrap it up there. I hope you've enjoyed this mini series of My Formula for Real Estate Profits. If you have any feedback, please DM me on our Facebook or Insta page. Just search PAFO Pod, PAFO being the acronym for Property Australia's Favourite Obsession. So P-A-F-O-P-O-D. And don't forget to like, subscribe or leave us a rating or review for Property Australia's Favourite Obsession. My name's Jeremy Counter, and I've been your host. And until next time, let's keep obsessing about property. Any opinions or recommendations expressed should be considered general in nature, as they do not consider your personal objectives or financial circumstances. You should therefore consider these matters yourself before deciding whether the advice is appropriate to you and if you should act upon it. Should advice be sought, please seek an appropriately qualified advisor. Investing may not be appropriate for everyone, as there is inherent risk and the possibility of loss when investing in financial assets, just as there is the possibility of profits. While useful for identifying patterns, History and past performance do not guarantee future performance. Calvin Flack has a commercial relationship with guests appearing on this production.